Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about financial goals and how you can use them to figure out what your values are in the, in the present moment, so your day-to-day life. And uh, my most recent subscriber episode was about career struggles that women have in midlife. So obviously, as you can tell, a lot of people discuss these kinds of issues with me at the stage that they're at, money and goals and how long they want to work, etc. So, so these are pretty salient for most of the people that are listening, I'm sure. Um, so, of course, do subscribe if you want to hear that episode as well as 140 others. And... Um, and join my Facebook group if you want the $4.99 cheaper option than the $8.99 for the monthly podcast subscription. That gets you my group with lots and lots of cool uh, people to talk to, threads, and actually I got this very topic from something that was discussed in the Facebook group. Okay, so how should your financial goals interact with what you do day to day? So there are a lot of different ways that people think about this. And a lot of times men in particular think that if they really put their nose to the grindstone for X amount of years or decades, then they can have like a retirement after that where they truly finally enjoy their life. That usually is antithetical to how many women view the years of having young kids especially. So for example, the woman would feel that the guy should spend a lot more time at home while the kids are young because they'll only be little ones and she herself is going to cut back on her career or be in a more flexible job or stop working entirely. And... Um, And so she gets very upset. Uh, This is what I call the young mother stage. I have a post, the young mother stage and why to come home early from work. Um, So women feel very alone and abandoned at that stage where they're biologically vulnerable. They have just been pregnant. They have tiny little kids. They're caring for them physically all the time. And the guy's just like gone all the time at work. And he may have the best of intentions to provide for his family and his long-term goal may be to be, you know, financially independent such that he doesn't have to work after a certain point, even a fairly early point, like uh, financial independence, retire early, FIRE, the acronym, the Reddit, uh, FIRE, you could Google that. But anyway, so a lot of those guys want to retire early, like in their 40s, and that's why they're trying so hard before that to make a lot of money. Now, the problem is, is that a lot of women that... So if a guy wants to retire and like spend time with his wife at like 45 or 50, guess what? Like that's when she has her own like change of heart. The kids are older. She doesn't want to be at home caring for them more. She wants to go back to work. So I've seen that happen a lot where like men and women have totally different um, financial and career goals that like intersect like just when he thinks he's made enough money to kind of phase back at work or have more flexibility, she wants to ramp up because her kids are like out of the house. You know, I mean, it's it's like totally different for a woman when every every reason she wasn't working was having little kids that want you around and you're got to, you know, go pick them up from school or hang out with them, you know, the whole afternoon driving them places. Then all of a sudden they become teenagers. They could kind of do whatever they want. They drive themselves places or they leave the nest entirely. And that's when a lot of women want to focus on career. And if the guys made so much money that they don't really have to work, then a lot of them go and volunteer and get really into that. And a lot of them work anyway, even if he's made enough money. So the point is, is that you and your spouse need to constantly be having financial discussions. And there's a lot of people that say they have financial discussions and 
all that really means is like they talk about their budget and like kind of day-to-day stuff, but not overarching plans. Like I have a podcast, do you and your spouse have the same hopes for the empty nester years? That really dovetails with a lot of what I'm talking about. So minute to minute, you know, yeah, you may be on the same page that like spending like $300 on like a piece of clothing is is bullshit and like uh, you should only spend like 2000 for a vacation or like whatever. But then long term, the guy may think it's so obvious that he's like busting his ass now so that they can enjoy themselves and travel together or something starting in their 50s. And she's thinking that that's when she's finally going to go back to work. And after menopause, her, her obviously, as I discussed so many times, her desire to caretake and to even be engaged in an intimate relationship can drop. And she has different sorts of priorities. And you can, of course, listen to my menopause podcast and also my podcast on how women's brains and bodies change in their 40s. So, and of course, nobody can predict the future. So if you guys are like both like 35 years old and you're talking about these things and she just has one baby and she's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I understand. Like, you know, I want to get a bigger house and, and, you know, like, you're right. We need a bigger house. We need this. We need that. So yeah, you should totally work a lot. That may be really different from how she feels when she has a second baby and she feels like, you know, he's kind of never around. And so it's, important to have more regular check-ins with how you guys feel your financial values concord or don't concord and those can change all the time such as some guys think that they're going to be cool working constantly and then they realize that means that they'll never get to do little league with their kid the way same way their dad never did it with them or they'll never really be able to enjoy a weekend because they're always you know having to run into work or on call or whatever the case may be And at that point, let's say the woman is really into the idea of getting a bigger and better house or sending the kids to certain camps or having certain vacations, then they are no longer aligned. So these conversations about values and finances are things that couples therapy can really help with, but you on your own can DIY a lot of these conversations by being interested and curious about what each other really thinks. Because... The truth is (laughs) that there are no people who are rich enough that they do not have uh, conflicting financial values, for real. I mean, I work with very wealthy people um, a lot of the time, and still, they are fighting about whether they should get like a fifth home or sixth home or something. I mean, if you are not on the same page, you cannot out-earn that. And then frequently they're fighting about when they're so wealthy that they're fighting about literally what are they teaching their kids and are their kids just turning into spoiled brats and how much money should they give their kids? Should the kids even know how much money they have? You know, should they pay for everything for the kids? Should they pay for nothing for the kids? You know, so it's not as though you can out earn incompatibility about financial values. This is something where people really have to do a deep dive and get to a common ground and respect and understand and empathize with one another's positions. Now, what's going to be obviously very important here, as it always is, how you grew up. And that can really, really short circuit a lot of potential conflicts, because instead of people viewing each other as, you know, the enemy, they can do a deeper dive on understanding why their spouse thinks the way that they do. So for example, 
you know, if you feel, let's say, that you're busting your ass at your job and you want your husband to bust his ass equivalently at his job. So then you guys could have a bigger house and your kids could have a yard and a pool and all these things, right? And he thinks that he would rather be around, you know, and not not always be at work. And a lot of people are dual career couples are in this, you know, and I have this uh, dynamic I call the lean-in wife and the underachieving guy or something like that in my posts. But Anyway, so like, let's say that they had a deeper conversation about it. He could understand that she was raised like in a tiny apartment and she always felt kind of embarrassed inviting her friends over and things were dirty and they didn't have enough of anything and they never went on vacations and she doesn't want that kind of life for her kids. She wants a life of plenty and she associates that with material and money because that's what she never had. Of course, I'm sure there were other problems too, and that's a proxy variable. And then on his end, what if he felt that his dad was at the office all the time and never spent any time with him? And that was something that always made him sad as a kid, and so he's trying to remedy that. And this is totally not unusual. This would be a fairly normative way that couples have differing values about making money and the relative merit of time versus money for the children. So a conversation where you're going deeper and really trying to understand where each other comes from can be transformative in allowing couples to uh, take a step back and get out of this I'm right versus you're right because nobody's right. You know, I have a podcast about that, about um, some people like stuff and some people don't and nobody's right or wrong because that was another question that I got like, oh, aren't those people shallow that all they care about are things? I'm like, no. You know, I mean, like, like, that's like cultural. That's like saying, like, isn't it shallow for like somebody to, you know, want, um, there's just uh, anything <laughs> like, I mean, isn't it, isn't it shallow for somebody to want like a velvet yarmulke in the, in, you know, the synagogue? Like, no, like that's what you're supposed to want. And that's like a considered a nice thing. So like literally in every religion, in every culture, there are things that are associated with special or good and that are more expensive in literally every culture ever. So are people shallow for wanting those things which are proxy variables for uh, good? You know, no. You know, like I watched that, uh, that documentary or whatever on the woman who had an affair and um do, do you remember what I'm talking about guys <laughs> it was on it was both on Netflix and Hulu they did different uh versions of this woman's history and she was this midwestern woman and she got into an affair with this guy and then there ended up being a murder love and death that's what it was called it was really good but anyway the a big thing that they were doing was all they were um gathering money and raising money so that they could get a different church. They could get a nice new church. And when they had the nice new church, they felt that they would attract uh, all these, you know, participants and all of these congregants. And so that was their financial goal. And as long as everybody's on the same financial goal and that's like their big thing is to, you know, raise money for this big church, then it's not shallow. It has a greater purpose. So talking about money in a different sort of way, as a proxy variable, as a symbol, as a way that many people try to remedy deficits in their upbringing can be very, very useful when you're struggling with differences of opinion on this issue. 
and really any issue, but this is the, you know, this is what we're talking about today. But there is no marital issue that you're going to have that is not better served by you guys individually going on a deep dive and figuring out why you think the way you do instead of just assuming this is the, quote, right way to think and these are the right values. So a woman, for example, who thinks her husband should be around more, she usually is like, well, of course you should be. You should be because you should be because that's what dads do when they love their kids is they're around. They don't just work to make money. You should be around. And so, of course, the guy's going to be like, fuck you. Don't tell me what I should do. I'm a good dad. I'm trying to provide because she's attacking what he should do or shouldn't do. The same as if he says to her, you shouldn't care where we live. You just shouldn't care. It's shallow to care where we live. It's shallow to care about how big the house is. You just shouldn't. So when people tell each other what they should and shouldn't do is, you know, useless, really. All it does is make you feel more separate from each other and really just angry and resentful. Whereas if people go individually and figure out why do they have the financial values that they have and how can I communicate that better to my partner, things obviously go a hell of a lot better, right? As as you can imagine, because then people do not feel so attacked and people try to understand one another and that understanding is the foundation of a deeper relationship where you're really really looking out for one another instead of feeling me against you that me against you feeling is basically the worst possible feeling that people can have within a marriage so if you've listened to this so far it's something that you could do you could think about what your financial values are and why where those originate in your family of origin and then you could initiate a deeper conversation with your spouse about how Your financial values are similar and different and where they are now, where you think they'll be in five years, where where they might not be in five years, where they were five years ago. Have they changed over time? What variables have made them change? Et cetera, et cetera. That would be a very interesting conversation for most people to have that would make them feel closer as a couple. All right, so I hope you found this interesting, guys, and uh, please be sure to subscribe and to get then 140 more episodes close to, or probably it is by now, and I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day.